Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm uh, questioning my sanity more than usual this week. In fact, I, I, I think I need a therapy session. You think you need? Okay, yeah. okay. So let's let's okay. Lay down on the couch. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, Tell me about your mother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a weird way, that that part of that might be accurate. I'm. It's it's five o'clock, Tuesday morning this right. week, right? And I'm startled awake by a voice in my head. Okay. And the voice says. Kylie Minigue is pregnant and it keeps repeating and it won't shut the fuck up. So I'm talking to this voice inside my head, which I believe is actually my voice. Um, I mean, does it sound like you? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you're just talking to yourself in your head. So it wasn't like a, <laughs> some other voice or anything like that, but just keeps repeating. Kylie Minigue is pregnant. I don't think that's how it's said, by the way. I, I, I understand that. I learned that later. And it just keeps repeating. And I'm like, so I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself in my head. It's like, who the fuck is Kylie Minigue? And what am I supposed to do with this information, right? <laughs> Woke me up out of a sound sleep. So, of course, you know, it's the you know, wee hours of the morning, uh, still dark. And so I have to get out and start Googling who the hell is this? Is this a person? Is this just random noise in my brain? And I look it up, and sure enough, it and it's uh, Minogue is how it's pronounced, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's fucking hot. I, I didn't learn that until later, and I had no idea who this person was. But apparently, she's a big Australian pop star, like the biggest. She was big here for a while. Okay, I, I she never registered with me, at least not consciously. Um, right. So I, you know, I'm looking this up, and I'm thinking, okay, well, what is this about her being pregnant? So I'm. I'm researching, <laughs> you know, five o'clock in the morning, researching this Australian pop star. And uh, I find out, actually, she had cancer a while back. She's 54, okay? And she had cancer a while back, and she beat it. But one of the the, the effects of that was, uh, you know, she can't conceive children. Yeah, she can't, be, no longer bear children. Right, right. So, but anyway, this it was just such a powerful thing that it, it stuck with me, and it was just so bizarre. And so I've been kind of like <laughs> trying to process this all week, and I, I came up with, with three possibilities. And the first and the most mundane and, and probably the, the most likely is that in just somewhere through my daily activities, I, you know, uh, subconsciously read her name in some side ad on a website or something like that, and somehow that got cross-referenced with some other thing about, you know, someone being pregnant, and, and it just, you know, 
was collected in in the the residue of my daily you know subconscious intake of information and somehow got caught in a synaptic loop and it means absolutely nothing and i hope that's the case uh the other possibility is that i'm i'm in the early stages of schizophrenia and this is going to lead to some type of uh, uh jody foster obsession with shooting the president or something <laughs> you know? oh my god right i mean so this is what are you putting this well, hang scenario on, at? hang on I, I i think there's a very low probability in in, in for toby and, and our nsa monitors uh, fbi monitors out there well, like I, I have no intention of doing that 10 percent. well when i told my son about it the first, he, he he paused for a minute and looked at me and said, uh, does, uh, does schizophrenia run in our family? <laughs> and I said, well, no, uh, narcissism and delusions are grandeur, but not schizophrenia. <laughs> so, now, the third pars- possibility is the one that I'm most intrigued about. All right. All right. Okay. All right let me hear you. I'm a turkey based me. Um, that uh, this is some type of psychic phenomenon, you know. And whether it's, you know, what it, whatever you want to classify it is, a glitch in the matrix, you know, the simulation sent a data packet that went to the wrong, you know, biological IP address or something, and it, something like that. So I'm actually wondering if there's a website that I can go on and place like a $100 bet <laughs> that Kylie Minogue will get pregnant to see if I'm what I seriously I set up a, an actual Google alert on her because in my mind this was so clear that I'm I'm like waiting for her to announce she's pregnant you know so I just had to put that out there just such such strangeness you know and this is this is the the time that I'd love to have a live call-in show because I'd love to hear from other people if anything like this has ever happened to them before you know has this ever happened to you where just some random thought woke you up in the middle of the night that had nothing to do with anything at all related to your world I want to say yes, but I can't think of one off the top of my head right, right. now. But like, it, I want to say that something like so, that has happened. But so like this I, this kind of phenomenon this is not nearly fr- as good as – I mean, it's not nearly as vivid as yours is. Okay. Yeah, this was just like – this is way <laughs> – like, you don't even know who this chick is. <laughs> right. Like, you never heard any of her songs or anything well, like I, that. Well, I found out, actually, in, in researching her that she did that song in the 80s, uh, the remake of Locomotion. Yeah. And of course, everybody heard that song. But I, you know, it just, it never registered with me. So somewhere in the back of my subconscious, I probably knew this information. But it's, it's just so fascinating how that, you know, synaptic loop can happen. And it was so intense that I'm like, I have to deal with this information somehow. And I have no idea how to process it, you know? And because she's hot, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she was she, really hot back here, in the here's day. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If uh, if if this isn't just some you know uh, synaptic malfunction in my brain, um, that uh, I, <laughs> it makes me wonder, man, <laughs> what is the nature of our reality, and could this be some type of insider information that I can profit from? <laughs> So I'm going to find that actually after the show, I'm going to find a website because I know there's websites out there where you can literally bet on virtually anything. And you want to bet on this one. I want to bet on this because you got to figure she's 54. Yeah. Okay. And she also is supposedly can't have kids. Okay. Yeah. So the odds have got to be astronomical. Yeah. So you're I mean, betting on you know, immaculate conception here. <laughs> well, maybe in vitro fertilization or something like that. Who knows? You know, maybe there's something there, but. But just one of those things. It's it's been, and, you know, this happened Tuesday. It's been bugging me all week long. 
you know i've been looking forward to being able to talk about it on the show but i, I really wish you know there were callers that could say yeah this happened to me too so i don't actually feel like i'm going insane well hold on speaking speaking of that though good yeah. segue uh we got a message in the patreon uh from chris uh baden it takes a lot of time to produce the show and you guys do it without sponsors or much membership revenue amen to that i appreciate all the effort keep up the great work Please consider doing a live show format sometime. I enjoy the suspense of when the podcast drops, but it would be fun. Maybe include a simulcast like a Twit TV does so followers could comment slash interact on the conversation in real time. Yeah, and Chris, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for the note. It, it, that's something I'd love to do. Yeah, that's something I really miss back from our terrestrial radio days is being able to have live callers. Yeah, you know? well, here's the thing. We could do it on Podbean. Oh, really? Yeah, it's possible. Hmm. It's possible. Okay. So maybe, let me look into it for this week. Okay. And maybe next week we'll do a... Uh, a like a trial run on it. Well, I mean, because it's still got to be live, so like we'll have to do it. But right. maybe we'll do a trial run on it for the first hour and see. Or maybe we'll do a trial run for the second hour. Now, do we need, And then let the let the people on the Patreon know. Do we, do we need phone lines for that? Or is there a mechanism by which we can do it through... Podbean itself, like, do they have you mean some for a type call-in of, thing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, here's the thing: you're going to have to work on that part because that's very technical. Well, we it's it's not a big deal. I mean, we could uh, establish you know some type of uh, phone system through the internet, and we could take the calls on this computer. You know, it, All right, well, you work the, on that part, the technical. But yeah, it's just a question of whether we can we can do the show live. So yeah, yeah. should right, be so interesting. Maybe, and Chris, maybe next week thanks we'll for do those it, comments. Maybe next week we'll do it live, and the week after, I mean. We'll look into it. We'll Don't, look into it. We're not making any promises yet. we got to see the technical side. Now, I did want to start a new feature on the show um, that I uh, uh, quote of the week kind of segment thing where I put up a good quote every week. Right. And so this week is my favorite quote. Uh, it's the one that's on my Facebook page, actually, that's been there for now probably two years. Right. Uh, the government is good at one thing. It knows how to break your legs and then hand you a crutch and say, see, if it weren't for the government, you wouldn't be able to walk. Right. Which you've said probably on this show, uh, I'm going to say every third episode. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, this this new segment idea lasts this week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe two weeks. I'll definitely get another yeah, weekend. Yeah. So, so that was Harry Brown, though, that said that quote. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think we need a quote of the week. But yeah. yeah. Well, we probably should have done one for V for Vendetta. Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds like a segue. That does sound like a segue. Yeah. So on Thursday night, the uh, president of the United States gave a speech in front of uh, like what Constitution Hall in Philadelphia. Right. And have you have you seen the speech? Have you here's the thing. You probably didn't listen to the whole thing. No, I caught excerpts. Yeah, but did you see the visual on this motherfucker? By the way, mm, he looked pretty animated. I'm saying the background behind him. Oh no, no. Have you got uh, something there? Um, well, it's in my just on my. It's just on my. Um, like, does one of these uh, news stories have a picture of him? Uh, I'm pulling it up now. I think so. Hold on here. I don't know. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah. So that's that's the shot there. So, yeah. So it's like a, a Blood, red, red background. Yeah, the American flag and two Marines standing behind him. Yeah. Okay. And then to, to hmm. see everything else is darkened. Yeah. Except for him. Yeah. That's a uh, that's an uncomfortable image. Honestly. Like. Yeah. I, I like that is without a that is a fucking yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. At first, I, I, I was 
kind of thinking, oh, you're probably reading more into it. But you think you think it was like hyperbole? Yeah, seeing that image, that is that's intense, man. That is <laughs> has a very dystopian feel to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so. like here's the thing. Hold on. Put in Adrian. I want you to do this. Okay. Google Biden speech. Okay. And then look for the images that you would see in there. And this way you can see like the close up, the back one, all of the rest of the images. Right. So you can really get an idea as to like seriously how fucking just <laughs> CNN and NBC uh, toned down the red in their imagery and made it more pink. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And that's intentional. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So before we get into the, 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 um, uh, the content of the speech, right. Just purely the visual look of it. Yeah. Was dark and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, here's the thing. The first dystopian. Thing it, it, the first thing it reminded me of was V for Vendetta. Yes, and yeah. it was like you know the the speeches that the guy that was the the lead uh, uh, bad guy. The uh, you know you know what's funny is, is Chairman Sutler. I uh, I don't um, I, I'm surprised that because uh, even from the the traditionally left media, they have get, been getting some pushback. Uh, like even NPR was pushing back on this was kind of an aggressive tone from him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of putting it mildly. Yeah, to you know? put it yeah to put it mildly. Like here's the thing: like if you are a person that's talking about unifying the country, right? Don't get me wrong. Within the speech, there were things that he would say that would try to um, counter the main theme of it, right? But at the same time, like the people, give you, let me just say, he was like, you know, well, there were, you know, there's good Republicans that I can work with, right? Right. And he didn't mention anybody's name, but one of the guys he was probably referring to was Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Now, when he was running against Mitt Romney, or when he was, you know, part of when Romney was running for president, Biden told groups of people that Romney was trying to put him back in chains. He's trying to put you people back in chains. Right. Like, so now he can work with them, but before he was going to put them back in chains? Well, here here's the thing. And, and from the 10,000-foot view, definitely what you have is you have two political parties that are now both on war footing. You know, the, the, the basically the, the Trump Republicans have been on war footing for a long time now. Yeah. Okay. Now it's like the Democrats have also – this had the feel – of a declaration of war yes and again it uh, clearly it's it's political at this point but these type of things have consequences you know it's look america's heading towards a civil war it's the die is cast it's going to happen what it's going to look like it's it's hard to say yeah what the outcome is going to be it's hard to say um how severe and how consequential it is going to be it's hard to say but the one thing that is absolutely clear at this point is there are a significant number of uh, you know Republicans and a significant number of Democrats who believe that the only way to fix this country is to eradicate the other. 
Yes. You know, um, and and you're seeing that. It's like, you know, uh, Charlie Chris the other day saying, if you voted for DeSantis, I don't want your vote. No, and, you know, and here's the thing. These are the, the this type of language didn't used to happen. Now, clearly, always when a politician says, I want to unite everyone, they weren't talking about their political rivals. They're talking about, I want everyone to agree with me. That's right. Yeah, get on board with me and we're not united. Yeah. But this is different. And this is probably something we haven't seen in this country since, you know, the, the mid-1800s. Honestly, in the ramp up to the the first civil war, yeah, yeah, and and again, if you which just, we're going to have to start calling it that pretty soon, <laughs> yeah, Civil War one, Civil War two. I mean, and if you if you look at what it, it, the other thing about it is this, Biden his faculties are not all there anymore, right? Which means, and he's not the one that puts together the backdrops and the settings no, and stuff no, like this, that. This feels like someone is definitely staging this to happen. So that, that what it means, though, is is that there are bunches of people on the Democrat side, right, that are putting this together to make their frontman Biden look like this. Right. Now, are they doing it to make to hurt him, or are they doing it to try to help him? I would argue that they're not his enemy. And Biden doesn't view them as the enemy either. In many ways, Biden has always said, he's like, I'm the placeholder. You're the placeholder for fucking evil then. Like, this looks fucking evil. Here's here's the thing. The people behind this and Biden himself may believe that this is just the new way of politics and this is just the new way of winning elections. And, you know, hey, ramping up the rhetoric really worked for for Trump, you know, let's let's ramp up the rhetoric some more, you know, but yeah, the problem is, is that um, outside of that, you know, uh, a political wonk, um, you know, the political hack sphere um, where they see all this and, and they laugh and then they go have drinks with the opposing party, you know, and say, hey, let's make some more money. <laughs> you know, um, this has a real world effect in flyover country. This has a real world effect on you know people making 15 bucks an hour yeah you know and it is again it's look what always happens in society in the world with humans in general is you start to see people feeling a certain way before that actually happens so much of human history is the culmination of a self-fulfilling prophecy and when you have right now, you have the majority of Americans concerned that our democracy is at risk, which you know, fuck democracy, fuck fascism, fuck communism. But anyway, when you have a majority of Americans that believe that and then you have a uh, at least 40 percent of Americans who believe a civil war is inevitable, then a civil war is inevitable. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It becomes it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. It, it becomes a foregone conclusion at some point. And well, and here's the thing: both sides, and this is both the Republicans that are in office and the Democrats that are in office, are not only doing nothing to calm it down. Right. They are doing everything to ramp it up. And I don't think they understand the consequences of what they're doing. I think I, I think I disagree with you. I think they're playing political games. No, because a civil war is not good for any of them. No, 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 no. I don't think. That, here's the thing. I think they disagree with you. Really? I think that both sides at this point want it. Hmm. hmm. I think Biden wants it because he, here's the thing: in order to kill your political enemies, then you're going to have to have something. That puts it together. Think about what Augustus said in order for the ramp up to Charlottesville. 
Right. They were trying to start the next civil war. Right. Like that and in was a strange their way, in a strange way, that was the initial spark of it. A lot of that was the initial spark. Well, so. no, no. They well, here's the thing. The other side then uses that incident right. to say, look what they're trying to do. So let's up our game. Right. And then the other side ups their game. It, exactly. It's a game of brinksmanship. The problem is, is I think that most of the players involved in this game of brinksmanship think it's just that, that it's just a game, that this is just political maneuvering. This is just, you know, uh, the, the, the politics of rhetoric. You know, I don't think they understand, fully understand the consequences. You know, what he, here's what I think in my mind is that Biden probably thinks the worst case scenario is you get, you know, a, a, a few thousand people, you know, having a little riot, you know, another January 6th that is quickly, you know, uh, flushed out and it's not a big deal. I think that's probably what he's thinking. But the potential is there for, for this to go completely off the rails and degenerate into something that just changes the face of this this continent and the world. Uh, forever and boy I hope that happens yeah don't care what the outcome is just hope it happens so so let me let me also say this is that I what I want to do here is also I want to define fascism okay because the words getting bantied about a whole lot right now right and the Democrats are calling the Republicans fascist and vice versa or whatever well the Republicans are calling the Democrats communists. you know communists yeah, right yeah. even though the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> two sides so, of the exact same coin so fascism a political philosophy movement or regime such as that of the fascists that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial a dictatorial leader severe economic and social uh regimentation regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition right if you listen to what the definition of fascism is, mm-hmm. is there any way right now that you can honestly say that both the Democrats and the Republicans show a, 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 a at least within the realm of the definition, right? their entry into it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would say to varying degrees. I would say that the Republicans uh, exhibit more of a fascist model, um, where a the the Democrats exhibit more of a uh, Stalinist Maoist model. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. Because okay, hold on, they have a the the Democrats have a a uh, you know a, a level of. Uh, individual equality where everybody is equal race doesn't play a part gender doesn't play a part you know what i'm saying so, so who does that the democrats so i would dis- I, I would totally disagree with that one why well hold on look at what the democrats are doing as far as race is concerned every issue that comes up is about race right right but it's coming from a different direction and and again i no, 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 but it's still race nonetheless though yeah but from the traditional definitions of if we take fascism which could be attributed to uh mussolini and, and uh hitler yeah that's more like what the republican side that's kind of their mentality uh when you take the democrats they're more of a stalin or maoist uh type 
you know uh, regime where yeah everybody's equal but everybody's equally you know uh <laughs> suppressed oppressed and you know uh dirt poor see i don't i, I, I don't agree with where that, now you, you have to give the republicans because for the most part the the maga type republicans the trump type republicans the alt-right do believe there there is a certain aspect of white nationalism there uh there's a certain aspect of xenophobia and if you look at the definition of of uh, uh fascism often race above the individual uh that exalts nation and often race above the individual uh so that's where that comes in so if you're just talking about if you want to put labels on them here's the thing they're both totalitarian nightmares that's right yeah they're, so they're it, both totalitarian nightmares it's like uh you know uh which uh <laughs> which which arm would you like to have cut off yeah. you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, you're no, right no, or no. you're I, left again yeah. I, but I, here's the thing i don't want to I, I don't necessarily disagree with you right but my disagreement is when you look at race i would argue that the democrats as much if not more focus their political ideology based off of race and they do they and, do and they the, do race the is a big issue for them yeah look the republicans may use it in rhetoric but when it comes to actual actions on there other than the immigration part they're not doing well, something that's a pretty big one i mean don't no, no no i don't disagree that's a big one yeah but it's everybody that's here illegally, not just Mexicans that are here illegally. Yeah, but honestly, it just ramps up Mexicans more look, than others, or Guatemalans, <laughs> or whatever you want to look at. I, I think you're splitting hairs and going for the definitions because the the bottom line is would a you, little bit, a would, little bit. Would, would you rather be in a concentration camp or a gulag? <laughs> that's really all you're talking about. No, no, you know what I'm saying. And I don't want either one of them. Yeah, I, I'm not would saying. Would you rather this to be say, killed by a Mauser rifle or a, a Kalashnikov? <laughs> you know? Look, here's I, and the the point of me bringing this up is though the Republicans aren't going to save you. No, so there's not no sense in dealing. It's not that they're better or they're they're worse. Right, they're just as bad. Their focus is just different. Every time that they've, again, if you look at some of the things that have gotten us to this position. So let's go with the out of control spending that's going on. Right. That was started by Trump. Oh, that well, was approved for by the Republicans. It, it, it started 100 years well, ago. Well, it started but, yeah. 100 years ago, but the latest iteration. It, hold on. I, what I would argue is where it ended at at one point was actually under Clinton. Yeah, briefly. Briefly. And that was just because he got and then lucky. Bush, and then Bush got in office and he expanded and ballooned the spending something fierce. Right. And then Obama doubled down on that. But I, I Trump think, doubled down on that. And Biden doubled down on I that. I think we're far beyond those type of rational, you know, fiscal and economic issues and policy issues that we can have a, well, no, no, a no, reasonable no. De- discussion about. I, I wouldn't, we're, we're past that now. No, 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 no. I understand no. that. But what I want. But OK, I understand that part. But what I want to make clear, though, is. Right now, you have Republicans that are out there talking about how fiscally irresponsible Joe Biden is. Right. And while that is true, yeah, clearly that 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 distracts. It's also from, a lie. Well, it, well, it what it does is it distracts from their culpability in it. Well, the, because they are culpable in the fact that they set a precedent. And in the last administration that was there, it was Donald Trump, you know, because he made sure he put his fucking name on the goddamn checks (laughs) when he sent them out to everybody, is that they blew up the spending. The Democrats can pull back a little bit and make the claim that they're more fiscally conservative than the Republicans, and they're not wrong. Right. 
So their people who listening to what they're saying is, well, look at the, what the Republicans did. Same thing when it comes to the student loan thing. Right. Look, Biden went ahead and well, here's what Biden's going to do. Give everybody $10,000, not everybody, but everybody making 125, give them back $10,000 or give them off $10,000, which will clear a whole lot of student loan debt. Right. That'll just go back to being that amount in fucking five years. Right. And he's going to restart people having to pay it after the election. So what he's going to be able to claim is Trump was the one that put the moratorium in place because he did. And he was the one that ended the moratorium. Right. Because he did. I don't think we're going to get there. I don't think we're going to have time to even get to that place. I mean, if it's yeah. that quick. I mean, well, here's the thing. They're going to start doing the payments at the end of the year. So No, I, I, I think that uh, I think probably uh, the war will start before that. You know, it's possible. I, because, uh, by the way, I, I'm ready to uh, lay down that silver dollar bet. I'll bet a silver dollar Trump goes to jail. You are willing to bet a silver dollar that Donald Trump goes to jail. Yep. Okay, what's the time frame? Uh, there is none. No, no, no. You can't do it in perpetuity. Oh, okay. It's got to be, if he's not in jail by so many years, then until uh, 2024. Uh, till 20, January 1st, 2025. So Donald Trump is in jail by January 1st, 2025. Correct. For a silver dollar. For a silver dollar. I'm done. A, done. 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 Okay. Um, hold on. We got to write this. I got to put this. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> put it on. in the show hold notes. Decrease cotton. Uh, why is housing so high? Where, no, I put the, what you where did I put the Trump stuff at? <laughs> well, it's it's right oh, next. Oh, there it is. There it is. And, it is, and actually, is. The, the header I put is maybe it's time for the silver dollar to come out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and we're, ta- we're talking about the... Uh, what is seemingly the inevitable civil war in America that's coming. Um, I think that the reason that I say it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later is because I think this is going to be the catalyst for it. You know, Trump going to jail. All right. So silver dollar bet Trump in jail by January 1st, 2025. We got a record now. So we got it. It's on, it's on record. Yeah. It's on record. Yeah. It's all documented. It's all documented. It's all on record. Okay. All right. It's, um, in, it's in the show notes now. Right. So now it's official. So have you been keeping up with the latest on the whole Mar-a-Lago thing? Uh, well, hold on. There was... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, I have No, no. Go ahead. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't finished yet, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Because the other thing that I wanted to say with Biden was, and this is a common theme amongst the Democrats, all right. is that... He said that, you know, any person with a gun that went up against the federal, the government, we would just kill them with F-15s. Like, you need an F-15 in order to kill, you know, in order to stand up, you know, really? for yourself. Uh, so the Afghans had F-15s there, Joe? <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Okay, listen, I, and this is what I want to say. Right. The way that he describes it as one person against the government. Right. Is not inaccurate. He's absolutely right about the fact that one person with a gun could never go up against the entire federal government. Right. And then an F-15 would absolutely win in that scenario. Well, not to mention a third of the F-15 pilots are going to take their planes and uh, use them aim against em, the government. Aim em, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to see, the wanted to say is, he's not taking, he's taking, he's trying to take everyone's guns away. Right. Because everybody having guns means you could never take them over. Right. You can't take everyone over. No. One person not. at a time, yeah, but that one per let, let's say you started the confiscations, right? 
And let's say you found enough people in the military that were going to be doing. Let's say you created a narrative that uh, that those people would be able to buy into that they could go I, and do it. I with. literally wrote a, a fucking book about this scenario playing out. Yeah. And if you had finished my book, you would know exactly how that scenario plays out. But but here's the thing. Let's just say the first guy kills two people, right? Kills two of the agents that are coming to take the guns. Right. Then they go to the, but then all their neighbors and, and the media sees it and it's on social media and, you know, through whatever apparatus, everybody gets wind of what's going on. The next one's going to kill more and the next one's going to kill more. And eventually you're going to run out of people. And eventually you have to leave the country like you did in Afghanistan. Those dudes were in fucking caves and they beat right. you. Right. Because you can never beat them if they have guns. Right. Which is exactly, and again, just my opinion. In a lot of cases, <laughs> if there's enough people and there's 300 million of them, even if they don't have guns, you can't beat them. Yeah. You know? And that's why what Biden says. You got says, enough people they can take out with sticks and stones. Yeah. And that's why, why what, what Biden says is just, is, is some of the worst things in the world. The other thing is this. That speech that Biden gave was a partisan political campaign speech. Oh, clearly. And the fact that you used Marines in the background uh, and that you used it, that on. you went every as official fucking, as you can. Every fucking president does that. No, 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 no. Yeah, Here's the thing. You're, and they're all wrong for doing it. If you're going to do a campaign speech and you're going to use the Marines in the background, it's even worse than that. And here's the thing. Who I feel bad for is actually those two Marines because I'm sure they were forced to have to do it. Yeah. Look, that's that's been going on for <laughs> probably since the the uh, you know beginning of this country so look everything a a president or member of congress says is a political speech period end of story yeah so yeah. it's it, you can't even put that there yeah um, but i i do but i'm offended I, I i will absolutely agree with you that the the tone the gestures the backdrop everything in this <laughs> <laughs> Seem like a fucking declaration of war, man, or at least a very menacing um, prophecy. Yeah. For you know, it it had that kind of feel. It it you know, it just here's the thing: if you changed out MAGA Republicans for Taliban and the president from Biden to Bush, the first Bush, right. it was the same fucking speech. Uh, not quite, but a lot of similarities. And now yeah. the rules that yeah. they set up after 9-11 are now being used against the American people. Well, we knew that was coming. Of so. course we knew it was coming. And, and the thing is this, who brought us those rules? Right. Republicans. You know, it's funny that you still have to separate the two. You know? well, no, no, no. The reason I have to separate the two is is because there's a lot of people that are, li that are listening to what's going on right. and just blaming Democrats. And not blaming you, you, all of them. Do you think still at this point in time that a lot of our listeners are drinking one party Kool-Aid or the other? Oh, I don't think that hardly any of our listeners are drinking one party Kool-Aid. Well, then I think... How, it, no, no, no. Right. However, with that being said, I do think that those people know a bunch of people that mm. are doing that. Oh, that's And true. that one thing, yeah. if we can do one thing, it's to give those people with at least a little bit of ammunition to say and tell those people why the other ones that believe one party is bad and the other wasn't can actually say, no, both of them are bad. They're both, they both are horrible. Stop supporting any of them. Actually, I, I don't recommend that any of our listeners actually engage with anyone that still thinks that way. I think the only thing you should be telling those people is, hey, yeah, 
you need to take up arms. <laughs> <laughs> you should be out there fighting. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to go make popcorn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, that it, it, in my world, that's about the only position you can take, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to set up an ammunition stand. <laughs> ammo stand. Ammo for sale. Adrian's ammo. Come get it. Right. We got a two-for-one special going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't care what side you're on. Yeah, it, it, and that's the world we live in. But all right, let's let's go ahead and segue to Trump now. Seg, seg, segue to Trump. Actually saying let's segue to Trump is not an actual segue, but it, it, it's time to talk about that. So, so, do you still think that this is a bunch of FBI bullshit that, uh, you know, it's uh, – uh, he wasn't actually selling documents, uh, you know. Oh, so you haven't really followed it this week, I guess. No, I didn't All follow right. it too much this week. So why don't well, you l- l- lay it out for me there, big guy. More information has come out. And it turns out, you know, all those secret classified uh, uh, document jackets? Yeah. 48 of them were empty. Why? <laughs> because the documents inside are missing. The jacket's still there, but the documents are gone. What do you think happened to him? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing uh, there's a, 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 a prince uh, with the last name of Saud, uh, you know, uh, reviewing them as we speak. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question about this. Yeah. How stupid do you have to be to not just make copies? I, he's dumber than a fucking box of rocks. Oh, wait. Better yet. Better yet. <laughs> So his attorney is out doing the media circuit, right? Yeah. And apparently no attorney would take him. So he had to take this this attorney that just, you know, is out of left field from, from nowhere. And she's doing the rounds. And their argument is, you know that photo they released of all the documents laid out on the floor like an evidence yeah. table? You know, they took the photograph. Well, what they're saying is, and this is just the weirdest thing in my mind, they're saying that, well, clearly the FBI – you know, spread those documents out there on the floor to take that photograph because Donald Trump is not messy. <laughs> That's their angle. And wait, it gets better. So she goes, look, I've been in that office where those documents are stored on many occasions. Donald Trump has a lot of guests in that office where those documents are stored uh, all the time. And he never has a mess like that. That was his attorney's argument, essentially admitting that not only were the documents there, that many people had access to them. (laughs) And the argument that they were making is Donald Trump would never leave a mess on the floor like that. (laughs) And the reason that he took they took the passports because some of the uh, top secret documents were in the exact same drawer in Trump's desk with his passports. So that showed essentially intent having them paired together <laughs> that he was clearly in possession of them. You know, I mean, it's just, it, this dude is going to jail. There's just, there's no, and he keeps shooting himself in the foot. Oh, no. Look, I mean, Trump just, is the king of self inflicted wounds. And then this week, he called for himself to be reinstated as president 
Because the election was illegal. Hold on. What? <laughs> you didn't hear that? No. I don't even think I put that up there. Hang on a second. I, I, I got to pull that up. Yeah, he, he sent out a, a tweet that demanded that he be reinstated as president uh, immediately. Uh, no, he sent out a truth. Uh, a tr- oh, was it truth? Okay. Because well, he's not on Twitter. Right. Oh, uh, Trump uh, says he should be reinstated. Yeah, hang on. I, let's let's get this exactly. So here's his quote. So it comes out now conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, knowing that if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 presidential election. The former president said on Monday, blah, blah, blah. That's not the one. But he actually called for I can't find it now. He actually called for himself to be reinstated. Uh, yeah. Trump demands uh, <laughs> reinstatement as rightful president or a new election immediately. yeah unbelievable oh yeah here trump continued remedy declare the rightful winner of and this would be the minimal solution declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately (laughs) the guy's lost his fucking mind man he is just he's cornered he's in a hole and he knows that he's in an orange jumpsuit I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I'm glad we made the bet before you found all that out. What do you mean? Oh, I still don't think he's going. You still don't think so? No. No. Well, and here's the thing. If he does, uh, look, I think that there are a lot of Trump supporters this week that still had like a, a shred of rationality left in their brain that are finally going oh yeah shit man what <laughs> come on man you, you can't have top secret documents you can't have like top secret classified document jackets with the documents missing in your desk drawer you know well, i mean what they're going to say is that, that what they're, again they're going to say he declassified them well well that's one thing they'll say the other right. thing they're going to say is all of them do it no they don't <laughs> not to this extent no all of them take like home some some personal notes that they wrote and things like that, some photographs, some things like that that probably should be in the National Archives, but they're personal in nature. None of them ever take top secret compartmentalized documents out of the White House when their term is expired. That does not happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just it does. Here's not the happen. thing. It's it, it's. And then this is a this is really a race to the bottom, <laughs> right? Every How si- wonder- each side it's will so go. Awesome. Will just do whatever they can to beat the other side, and Trump is the king of it. Oh yeah, this is the thing that. And if you want to know one of the things that really pisses me off about the whole Trump thing, is that what none of his supporters will ever do, at least publicly, at least not that I've heard, is admit that. These things are all self-inflicted wounds. Right. That he does to himself. Oh, yeah. And that he lost the election. Not that he lost the election. He lost the election. (laughs) He caused himself to lose the election. He caused himself to lose the election. Here's the thing. If there was any actual real cheating that went on that was enough to actually it was enough to actually overturn the election. Right. They would have been able to find that out in a court of law. Because here's the thing. Most of the judges that they went in front of were appointed Pointed by, by Trump. Yep. Because yep. Trump and McConnell did a really, really, and if you call it a good job, call it a bad job, whatever, they did a really, really good job of making sure that all of the vacancies for judges that were out there 
were filled during Trump's administration. Now, again, do you want to look at it as good or bad? It's irrelevant. It is what it is. That's what happened. Right. Those same judges, including Bob Barr, including all these other people who wanted to find, they wanted to find this information out. They wanted to find the fraud. Right. They weren't in on it. Right. And they couldn't find the fraud. All his people in his administration who were about to lose their jobs because he lost the election were very well motivated to find this information. Couldn't find the evidence. And they couldn't find any evidence. Well, you know why that is, right? Because they're all in on it. Because the Democrats were just so good at hiding it. Oh, my God. They were awesome at it. Look, now, here's the thing, though. They've been doing it for years. Here's the thing. Did the media and the social media companies and the political establishment itself do everything that they could in order to make sure that Trump lost that election through, you know, hiding of the Hunter Biden story and right. all those other things. Yeah, sure. But you know what? The yeah, Hunter the, Biden laptop thing was the Streisand effect. Everyone heard about it because they tried to hide it. The the, the Russians uh, did everything they could to get Trump reelected, so it kind of evened out. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, don't, I just don't. I, here's the thing. What I don't understand is, is that where where is the personal responsibility for Trump for being an asshole and fucking it all up? Not only fucking it all up, but let's say you were a Republican, right? Let's say you were a Republican. Not only did he fuck up his own election, the special election in Georgia, he fucked that up too. Right. And that gave the power to the Dems in the Senate. If you would have won what? one of those elections, then the Republicans would have still been in charge. Trump wanted that. Right. And the reason he wanted that is he wanted the American people to suffer because he lost that election. Yeah. Well, you know. And he thought he would be a shoo-in to get reelected at that point. Look, every person who's been in great power is a narcissist. Trump just happens to be a narcissist and a moron <laughs> with no perception of public opinion and no shame but the irony is is he has such a large following and that's what i just don't understand i i just don't understand why so many people you know just follow these type of you know it's like uh, it's like jim jones man it's like i i, he's I just the only, I, I he's the only one that, he's the only one's gonna fix it he's the only one's gonna fix it no one else can fix but it but those same the people, only one that'll on. fix it the same people have said that about a thousand different people in the past every time he's the yeah. only one that's gonna fix you want to know what the truth of the matter is huh. the only person that can fix things is you no uh, no no you as an individual fix no. yourself because no. the government's not you gonna can't save you fix nothing we're all oh. just along for the fucking ride, and the best thing to do is find a way to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's know? a good point. There ain't a goddamn but thing. But nobody's coming to save you. There, well, There's that's no true. politician that's coming, coming to save, to save you. you. But there ain't a goddamn thing that you can do to fix this country, stop what's going to happen. It, it, you can't. So you just accept it. You know, <laughs> hunker down, find a way to profit off it. And be prepared. Right. Be as prepared as you can be. Right. Yeah. Because, look, again, it's if you look and again, learn to enjoy cannibalism, you know, <laughs> it's it's going to help you out. In the but long if run. you if you look at the visuals that Biden and that administration was willing. Yeah, to put that was forward, fucked up. Yeah. Like that's a whole, that's a whole new level. Uh, politics is on a war footing in this country. It's it just totally 100 percent. And that was Did I give you the story about the guy that I picked up. That's the candidate for office. No, you didn't. Oh, 
Yeah. Hold on. Let All me right, give let's you this one. Yeah. All right. So I was uh, I was doing an airport run, picked a guy up. Right. And um, it was a black guy. Okay. And he is a politician named Terry. Don't know the last name. Okay. From either North Carolina or South Carolina. Okay. That is planning on a running for Congress, but I don't think is actually there yet, though. Okay. He's doing the he's doing the 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 the, the what do you call it the um. He's going around talking to getting involved and p- talking with politicians and stuff in order to ma- in order to make his run. Right. Yeah, he's uh, he got the exploratory committee going on. Yeah. So and I haven't found out I haven't found the guy yet though. But I, I haven't found him out yet though. But I am gonna so he gets in the car and the first thing he says is that he's he hates politicians because they're liars and they don't do what they say they're gonna do. Which remember that's the first thing he said, by the way. I just I just want to make that known. Right. Now before I picked him up, he had ordered the lift before he was actually got his bags. Mm-hmm. So I had to drive around the airport three times okay. before I could pick this guy up. All right. Now, as soon as he got in the car, the first thing he said to me was, you know, thanks for, you know, driving around the airport. I'm gonna take care of you on the app. All right. Well, at least it sounds like a decent human being. At least he sounds like a decent human being, right? Right. And so we start driving, and he starts going on a rail about politicians. Okay, and he says, uh, "You know, I'm I'm going to be I'm running for office. Or I'm, I'm planning on running for office myself." Mm-hmm. And then starts to give his accolades. He was in the military, uh, special forces, and you know he's just tired of the way the country is going and stuff like this. But this is a guy that is mad at Comey because okay. of what happened with Clinton. Okay, and the server thing there. Okay. He is, you know, hates Trump, obviously. Right. Um, so he's a Democrat? Dem- he's, oh, he's absolutely. He, now, he didn't say he was a Democrat, but he gave all the Democrat signs. Yeah, because if he's mad at Trump and also mad at Comey for going after Clinton, then he's a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, thought and, and he thought Clinton would, was going to be a great president. Oh, yeah. So, obvious, <laughs> okay. so he's he's a nice guy, but he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to the end as to why he's not a nice guy. <laughs> okay. So he asked me, you know, he asked me what I thought. Right. And I'm like, well, they all suck. Right. I, I just, I said, look, I, I was, I was, I'm, 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 a, I'm a libertarian as ideologically goes, but at this point I don't trust, I don't think there's any solution in government at all. Right. And he was like, I'm into that, you know? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I can't tell know. when I'm being pandered to. Right? Yeah, right. And he, then he talked about Clinton. I said, you want to know what the one problem is with Clinton, by the way? And if I was a black person, this is where I would have gone. This is where I would be mad at Clinton. Right. Is I've seen her speeches in front of black areas and she talks in that accent like she's pandering to you. Right. Like, I, I, if I was if I was you, I would be offended by that. Did, did you say that before or after he pandered to you? After. <laughs> and here's I wonder the thing. if it clicked with him. He couldn't disagree. Well, no, it didn't. It didn't. Okay. He the thing is this: he couldn't disagree with me because I was like, if I was you guys, I would be offended. Right. Like she she doesn't talk like that normally. Right. Don't you want people to be real? And in you know, front the, of them. The funny thing is, is you always go to that, and I don't find that unreasonable at all. Oh, because I it's I, pandering. It's 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 look, naked pandering. I. I can tell you from personal experience that when I get around any group of people with a dialect that I'm comfortable with, I will emulate that dialect. I do it subconsciously. And from someone from Arkansas, okay, 
to start putting on a southern accent it's not okay. all that there's uh, a difference between adjusting your your where you're saying I mean, you get me up and, in abbeville alabama and shit, no no, no. Dog, i ain't <laughs> all tired i don't feel tired like clinton did that right. like it's insulting like when you go here's the thing i, I understand it. what you're saying and you're not wrong that happens right. to everybody totally get you there but that happens to i'm a little more offended by like the 87 people that hillary clinton has killed well, no, <laughs> yeah. as you should be. Right. But I, here's the thing. With this guy in this car, I'm not going to have that you know, right, debate. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, the other thing he talked about was he, he wants to defund the police and all this other kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And, and, so fuck he, the popo. He wants that's that. Yeah. He, fuck the popo. Right. Boy, I played that song so much after <laughs> fucking on Saturday night. I can't tell you how many places I was in where there were cops driving around where I literally would turn that song up to the maximum amount just on the off chance that they heard it. Right. But at any rate, so when he said that, I said, you know, I used to do lobbying up there and I used to lobby up in uh, Tallahassee and I and um, I and I gave him the story about how I was talking to the lady that was in the 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 cop lobbying group with the two police that were there in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the story? Uh, Refresh my memory. Okay, we were up there lobbying. I was out of cigarettes at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I went downstairs and the lady from the, the, the police benevolent association was there along with two cops. And so we started talking, and they asked me why I was there. And I said, well, I'm a libertarian. I'm up here, you know, lobbying. And instantly they get upset, and they, you know, put their hands put their hands together, and they're like, oh, you must hate cops, huh? Right. And I said, no, no, actually, I love cops. I love cops so much, I come up here to lobby to get rid of the laws, the stupid laws, so you guys don't have to go around and protect them or def to, to enforce them so you can just worry about the victim crimes. Yeah. That and was, it changed their whole perspective. But that was old, Alex. Now you hate cops. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So what you said to them at the time was true at the time, but it's just It was not true, true at anymore. the time, not yeah. anymore. Right. So I said that to that guy, and he was like, oh, that's a good way to look at it, you know? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. And then, so, and again, during the conversation, there were two consistent themes. One, that he wants politicians to do what they say they're going to do. Mm. And two, that he was going to tip me. Right. Those are two common themes. <laughs> so I know where this is going. <laughs> I drop them off. As I'm dropping them off, I'm going to take care of you on the app, buddy. No, he said it again, huh? Said it at the end. And, then and, I, and I hear something. I, I said, good luck in your effort and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then he left. Yeah. No tip. None. <laughs> Zero tip. Right. Here's the thing. I know his name. First right. name, Terry. Right. Yeah. It's either North Carolina or South Carolina. Right. And that he's going to be running for Congress. Once he runs, you'll be able to find him. Once he runs. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do more than find him once he runs. <laughs> yeah. When he runs, I will then blanket. I, I'm going to find his political opposition. Right. I'm going to tell his political opposition the story. Right. And then I'm going to publicly put all of the information out. <laughs> because you fucking liar. Right. Like, here's the thing. I didn't say, hey, you got to tip me. No. No. I, I I I didn't well, I didn't on. say make you I didn't say in order for me to drive around this airport three times you have to tip me. No. You went above and beyond and he acknowledged that and made a promise to you and then didn't keep his promise all the while in the car bitching about politicians who don't keep their promises. Exactly. And that's exactly <laughs> yeah. the story I'm going to say. Right. Like that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say and I'm not going to stop. And here's the thing, at one point he's going to try to give me the money. Right. And I'm going to make a video where you can take your money and shove it up your fucking ass. You piece of shit. Right. Right. Like, again, don't believe. Again, 
I don't know if this is going to negatively affect his 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 political aspirations in a very big way, but it's going to affect it a little bit, <laughs> and it's going to affect it as much as I can possibly make it affect. Because you should not fucking lie to people. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. I'm going to hold you to your standard, right? The standard that you're running to uh, hold other politicians to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You fucking asshole. You know, like hey, you know hey, what, man? Don't be a dick. That just sums up the people that run for office. Office, man. Yeah. Oh, it's as soon as as soon as he got out of the car, and I look later. And on there's and a whole bunch of people out there that are thinking this guy's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he'll be different. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's the only one that can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? By the way, y'all are so fucking stupid. How do you not see it? And again, look, I got to say, I you was stupid. I will t- no, listeners. no, I felt stupid at the end because I really did actually think at a certain point <laughs> right. he was going to give me a tip. He made it so obvious. Right. Don't get me wrong. It happens all the time. Look, don't get me wrong. Okay. It happens all the time. There's tons of people that say they're going to tip that don't tip. Right. The next time that you get someone in the vehicle that says they're a politician, you stop the car, let them out immediately, and say, I'm canceling this ride. <laughs> you just do that as a matter of policy from now on. I've done that now one time. Oh, really? I have done that now one oh, time. Oh, now you got to tell that story. Okay. You got uh, four minutes. Okay, so. Three and a half, actually. I, I went and picked up this woman. And she came out of the house. It was in a pretty sketchy neighborhood. Okay. She came out of the house. It was her and another friend, and they were both looking like meth heads. Okay. One of them had a big gulp mm-hmm. that was filled with ice, and now that I know it was water. Okay. And I looked at, and I'm instantly like, oh, I shouldn't let these guys in the car. I shouldn't let these guys in the car. <laughs> but I let them in the car. Right. I make it about a block. Right. And I hear, whoosh, 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 spilled the big gulp in the fucking car. Oh, it didn't have a lid on or anything? No lid. Okay. Which I shouldn't have let him in the car. Right. I stopped the car, instantly stopped the car. Right. Get out of my front seat, open up the door to the back seat, and say, get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Right now. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I'm sure as you're aware of my facial expressions at times, that I do have some very bad or very mean looking facial expressions. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they, they were terrified. They didn't say a fucking word. Right. They got out of the car, said they were sorry, <laughs> and that was it. Right. And I fucking, I called Uber and bitched and complained. They actually ended up giving me 20 bucks. Really? Uber gave me 20 bucks. Oh, really? As a, as a fee for, for what they did. Okay. Now don't get me wrong. Look, I cleaned the motherfucker up and got it. And got I was I was done within an hour and a half. Right. I, or no, I'm sorry. Within 20 minutes. I was going to say. I yeah. got everything cleaned up. It was water. I had towels and all that kind of stuff. At the time, I didn't know it was water. Right. And I was so, but I was so pissed. Like I told the next three or four riders what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry if I if I'm out of sorts right now, but I just had a couple of meth heads freaking spill shit in my car. Right. And uh, well, now is there any penalty towards them? Like they can't get uber rides in the future or is anything so. like that i mean is there i know a, that i will never have to pick them up again okay so you'll permanently you will never they can never get you as a, a, a no ride never okay never so you can do that with exceptionally bad passengers you can like perma ban them for me you. personally and yeah. if they get enough of those then they can't use the app anymore okay or if they let someone else use the app what do you mean um, if you say you order the Uber, but then put somebody else in the cart, which actually happens all that the time. That happens, yeah. I'm sure that happens It happens a lot. all the time. Yeah. But they're not allowed, technically you're not allowed to do that. Oh, really? And if that person fucks up in the car, then it comes out that it wasn't even you that was in the car that, that fucked up the car. Right. Then you get banned. Right. I've actually picked up people that told me the story about how they were banned because they let somebody else use the Uber and then that person puked in their car. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which uh, I, I don't have any sympathy for you. Normally when it happens to you, you're it's a hooker. <laughs> and the John's paying for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the uh, the most common uh, thing there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Politicians, man. Politicians. Fucking politicians. Don't trust any of them. And don't please. Ex- don't expect a tip. And don't expect actually, a tip. Actually, they'll tell you just the tip when they're fucking you. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no. They're going to give you the whole fucking shaft right. when they get in office. Hard and dry. Yeah. And then they're going to ask you why you don't like it. Exactly. They're going to break your legs. They're going to give you a crutch and say without us, you wouldn't walk. That's right. It's going to be interesting to see uh, whether or not this uh, this quote thing uh, holds up. I think you're just going to keep repeating uh, Harry Brown over and over again because I think that's all you actually want to do. You no, know? that's not true. <laughs> so... All right. Well, uh, uh, Kylie Minogue is pregnant. And uh, if you'd like to hear hour number two, uh, join us at patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>